You are listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode 69. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. Well, hey there, amazing people, and welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. I am your host, Angela, from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant helping women in business to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. Now, over the last year of having my podcast, I've had numerous requests to bring on some of my one-on-one coaching clients and also clients from my group coaching program, Profit Pillars, because people have told me they're curious to know what coaching actually entails, what it looks like, and how it could help to grow their business. So I've taken your feedback on board and today is going to be my first case study ever to, yeah, I guess show you a little bit about behind the scenes about what it actually entails to coach clients. So to say I'm excited would be an understatement. To say I'm a little bit nervous, yes, because it's something new. It's a little bit out of my comfort zone. This isn't how I normally run podcasts. So I am super excited today to bring on one of my one-on-one coaching clients, the beautiful Michelle Miles from Sweetheart Creative, where we're going to explore what made Michelle take the jump to invest in herself, but also her business. I'm also going to actually coach Michelle on this podcast. Uh, it's going to be, I just want to have her give you a struggle that she's currently having from between our last sessions. And we're just going to work it through here on the actual episode to actually give you an insight to what it actually looks like to be coached. Uh, I'm also going to talk to her about what has worked with having a coach and so much more. So get ready for an exciting and new way of an episode here today. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new business on-demand masterclass, the ultimate four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business. In my 60-minute jam-packed masterclass, you'll learn my signature four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business without sacrificing time with your kids, without the overwhelm, or without wasting any more cash. I also dive deep into the four big business mistakes that everyone in business makes and why they're keeping you from growing a sustainable and profitable business. I also briefly touch upon what is working for businesses now and why most of what you're being taught about growing a business is outdated and wrong. To sign up for my on-demand masterclass, you can simply head to bit.ly, B-I-T, full stop, L-Y, backslash, masterclass with Angela Henderson. Again, that link is bit, B-I-T dot L-Y, backslash, masterclass with Angela Henderson. And if you missed that link, we'll make sure to have that in the show notes. All right, get ready for an exciting episode. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Hi. How are you today? Not bad. It's freezing down in Melbourne. Winter's hit still. Yeah, gosh, you know, we're supposed to be going to spring, but I keep hearing that, you know, my in-laws are down in Tassie. I think I talk about the weather all the time on the podcast. And uh, yeah, you guys in Melbourne have been hit again with this cold kind of front. Yep. And today's the first day of it. It's meant to start the rain this afternoon and go till the end of the weekend. So yay. Yay. Not fun. Not fun at all. Because I know, again, you like to, you know, get outside, do a few things on the weekend. So hopefully it will pass before then. Exactly. 
Now, listen, this is a new episode today. Uh, it's the first one I've done. So I'm super excited to have you on board. You've been a client of mine for a little while, my one-to-one coaching client. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun because I get a lot of emails from people saying, you know, and when we survey the audience around, what would you like to hear? Or what would you like to know more about on the podcast? And so many requests I've been getting about what does it look like to actually work with you and coach with you? And what is a case study? Could you do some? So yeah, super excited to have you on today, Michelle, because you're my first case study. Uh, so again, we're going to be kind of fumbling through this particular episode because it's our first time doing it. So uh, yeah, we'll rock and roll and see how we go. That sounds uh, pretty much like what I'm doing in business. Fun. <laughs> and also, this is your first podcast too, which is exciting. So uh, yes. So again, we'll just make it work is what I say again. And if you don't do it, well, you'll never learn is what I say. So now listen, before I get into this particular podcast and we get into the case study about you working with me, uh, I'd love to know, I always ask the audience or I always ask my guests, I should say, so that my audience gets to know you a little bit better is, I know you like chocolate just as much. No, probably now you, you don't probably like it as much as I do. Let's be honest. Um, but I'd like to know what is your all time favorite chocolate? Because it is one thing we have in common. Uh, that's really hard. I think it would nearly have to go down to the good old. Oh, no, sorry. It's not even silly question. Hags. Okay. Hags is your all time favorite. Hags freckles has to be. Because you get those at Easter time, I think, too, don't you? Yes. Yeah, you can get them all year round. When I was pregnant with Alex, which is, what, 11 and a half years ago now, I was on nearly fortnightly, and we're talking these bags of freckles are like gold, you know, your 250-gram bags, nearly $10 a bag. Yep. They are just to die for. And that's your all-time favourite. All, all right, well, chocolate, yeah, as you know, as everyone pretty much knows, I love Nutella. I love a good chocolate. I love everything chocolate. So well, that's our fun question. So Hags is your all-time chocolate. Now, tell the audience a little bit about your business because I think it's important so that they understand where we're coming from when I talk about a little bit more about coaching and what's worked and what hasn't for us. Talk to us a little bit about your business, how you first had... Um, you know, like you kind of transition to where you currently are. So walk us through a little bit about your business journey. Yeah. So I started, um, my business now is called Sweetheart Creative and it started off as Sweetheart Party Extras. Uh, and I played around with printables and party extras. And it was a bit of a case of, I'd been a primary school teacher before I had my daughter, Alex, 11 years ago, or nearly 12. She, and then I didn't go back to teaching, but once she started kinder, I sort of just wanted to do something and it was around planning her birthday and I just went, oh, this is fun and only having one child, I only got to plan one party. So then I started helping everyone do theirs and did invites and the likes um, and I was playing around with a paper cutter and I just really wasn't getting cake toppers or it wasn't cutting how I wanted and my husband could see the frustration and so for my birthday about three years ago, he bought a small laser which is what you think of when you think of a laser from James Bond. It has the you know the red light and it cuts things. <laughs> it burns oh, very through. cool. Yeah, and I think he was as excited about it as me probably. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and so we started and he basically said, let's see how it goes. Have a play, see if it works, if it's going to be viable, if you're going to be able to do anything with it, whatnot, because all I do is completely self-taught. All my design skills my background everything's just self-taught it's google it's youtube it's trial and error so and um so we started with that and we got to christmas and it was crazy it worked it worked and it worked and the laser died the tube died just before the christmas orders were due in and we, oh, what do we do and so we found one my 
gorgeous dad rang my husband and said, does Shell need a bigger laser? And of course, the answer is always yes. And he's like, well, go and buy one. So that's when we went and bought the laser we have now, which is much bigger. And that was when I decided, I think I contacted you in the January when we were away and said, right, we're going to do it. We're going to change from the party printables. We're going to go to lasering. We're going to start with the cake toppers. Need a website. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And then, yes, and Sweetheart, Sweetheart Creative went from, you know, printables where it was low-cost products, but you're actually having to spend a lot of time trying to get all that ready um, versus now being able to make your own products. Things are a lot quicker. Um, you had more profit margin in the products that you're currently utilizing. Um, it also gave you things went quicker, the way you pack things. So, again, it was it seemed to me and seemed to you the best way forward when you made that call in January. Definitely. And it was also a big change shift, as you say, because the printables was a low cost and I'd started out that I wanted it accessible for parents. And then it was a bit of a transition with pricing and getting, and even just getting pricing right when you're changing products and sourcing materials and finding new materials and getting the best. And, and it's not the cheapest. You've got to find what's the most consistent as well. That was having someone to bounce off all these pros and cons that was a really big turning point in needing to have a business coach. And one of the things I know we first explored at the very beginning was how your ideal client also shifted from the mom who was buying the party supplies to the mom who um, had a bit more disposable income, was looking for something quite upmarket, a bit unique. It was personalized. So we needed to make sure that that ideal client that you were serving also had things like disposable income. They were mindful about, you know, that it was made in Australia, designed in Australia, you know. So your ideal client also shifted and we had to really explore that. And we also had to dig deep in regards to your messaging um, so that it resonated when people hit your website in order for us to have those conversions. Yeah, we did. And I had, I was lucky that I had a reasonable following and I was pretty lucky in that most did follow through. So, but it was a real mindset change in looking for that different ideal client sort of going, yep, the one that was no longer the ideal Exactly. Now, for the listeners out there, can you tell them a little bit about how you became one of my coaching clients? Um, How did you hear about me and what were some of the challenges you were facing at the time before you brought me on as a coach? Because I think it's important for, because there's a lot of business owners out there that are probably going to be shaking their head when they hear about some of the struggles that you had. So walk us through a little bit about, yeah, how did you hear about me and what were some of the struggles you were facing? Yeah, well, I think you and I first met when you were with Finley and me and I was in the party printables and we were in a giveaway together, which for anyone listening that's been around the Facebook communities for some time now, the good old days of the Thermomix giveaways. Thermomix giveaways, yes. Uh, And they were huge and they gained you lots of followers, but you had to work hard to keep them um, because then there was a big shake-up with Facebook and you lost a lot of followers. And so I think I'd always been on I'd always been fangirling probably was the way it went. I'd seen you in other business groups, watching what you were doing um, and just following the development. And then I knew that you were rebranding and you were changing to the coaching. And I think that's what um, I thought, oh, yeah, I've always just always resonated the way you and I could talk and we did the 30-minute group call. Uh-huh. 
and it just clicked and I just knew I needed someone to help me with the website because I was changing to the website and getting that functional and I didn't know WordPress and I didn't know the back ends and I didn't know about SEO and all of those sorts of things and I needed someone who had that knowledge, not just someone who had read a book or who had done a little course. I needed someone that had actually in it in the back end, so to speak, who had had their own business, had built it up, but was also working with others who could say to me, yep, we need to do this. That's not my special area. Let's go somewhere else. And it was just, again, um, when you're working in small business and you're working on your own, you don't have that someone else to bounce thing ideas off mm-hmm. to give you the other perspective because you can get very uh, narrow-minded, not narrow-minded, but you can get your blinkers on mm-hmm. and we see what you're looking at. And totally, and I think for, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's that juggle again, and I talk about the juggle a lot, like, how, how do I do this? And a lot of times, because we are in our homes, away from people, and our only interaction sometimes is our children, maybe our partner, that we start, like, second-guessing what we're doing. Is this right? Is yeah. this not right? What should I do? Um, you know, so I think, it, again, the the importance of having someone to hold you accountable, I think, is super beneficial. Um, I also want to just talk a little bit about, you know, the kind of difference between, because, uh, the, you've got your business mentors, you've got your business coaches, and you've got your business consultants. And so I also think it's important for those that are out there listening, that a business mentor is more someone who, yeah, they may have been in business, not necessarily e-commerce, if that's what you are, or service-based, but they've been in business. They've got some stories to tell. They can kind of guide you, but they're more there for like a cup of coffee and a little bit of a chat. Then you've got a business coach who will do more like question-based, more exploratory-based, and that's okay if that's what you need. But there's also where I think I kind of come in from that consultant point is that I've been there and I've done it and I've worked collaboratively and educate myself around, you know, SEO and different websites and what they mean to be conversional and messaging and things like that, that I become more, I take more of a consultant role and add some coaching components to it by asking a whole variety of questions and empowering women to make decisions, etc. But sometimes business owners that come to me, such as yourself, you knew exactly what you needed. You were quite clever. You were quite honest. You knew exactly what you needed. It was just those how-tos. And sometimes you don't need a business coach to go, go, go Google this or go do this. Sometimes you just want to go, just tell me how it is. What based on your history, how is it? I guess so. I just want for those that are out there that kind of going, you know, and you've heard those words kind of, uh, I guess, thrown around business coach, business consultant, the role I take with the women in business that I work either one-to-one or my group coaching is more of a consultancy role mixed in with the coaching role. Because like I said, sometimes you just want an answer. You don't need eight hours of exploring. What does that mean? Um, how does that comfort you, do you et cetera? You just want an answer to move yeah. forward. Come back. And it's also having someone that uh, you're very good at picking my expertise and what I can do. And but you're also very good at calling me out on it and going, Michelle, yes, you could do that. And it would take you five hours to do it. We'll outsource it to someone for $20. And that's totally pulling a number out of my, and it will be done in 15 minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm. because again, it's important that sometimes we we need to look at our time and you. What are we exchanging our time in dollar value and things? And it was, and it was shifting my mindset to, which is a lot of business owners, I think, find shifting my mindset to value my time mm-hmm. and your self worth. Yes, and the product, and it wasn't just about charging a product. It was learning to value the time you're putting in it and putting a figure on that and charging for that, not just charging for the actual 
uh, cost of the product, but building it all in. And again, that's part of the working with you to build up that entire process rather mm. than just, you know, step by step or oh, hang on, I'm struggling with this bit. You were sort of, and I think too, because you were there from the beginning of it, it was really a step-by-step process that we could work through. Totally. And so for those listeners out there, what made you take the jump or make the shift to investing in yourself, but also um, investing in your family? Because I think, again, it's not just yourself, it's your family and your business uh, by hiring me as a coach. What was kind of like that final straw that you're like, I'm either all in or I'm not? I've always had a motto and a really close girlfriend uh, said it to me when I first, first went to the printables and it was leap and the net will appear. Uh-huh. And her and I often bounce that. We've both done lots of things over the last years and we, you'll often see on our Facebook feeds we'll just pop that line in and both of us know instantly that the other one's about to do something that they're just not quite sure of. Uh-huh but they know it'll be all right. And I think I always admired the way you conduct yourself having been in the business groups over the years. You're one of the very few businesswomen I'd seen that take time to help you. designers. You have a genuine passion and it's like, yep, if I'm going to invest in myself and my business. I want to know that the person I'm putting my trust into is someone that I can trust and that trust had been built up over the time. And then it was just a fact of, as you say, it was putting the trust to, or it was investing in my business. So it was saying, yep, it's not a hobby anymore. This is a business. We're going to make something of it. We're going to do something about it. Attention, women in business, get ready to ignite your success and elevate your game. Join me for an exclusive three-day women in business conference from October 31st to November 2nd at the breathtaking Gold Coast, Australia. Designed exclusively for online business owners, service-based business owners, coaches, consultants, and course creators. What to expect at this amazing three-day Women in Business Conference? Expect an immersive experience filled with fun, empowering keynote speakers, interactive workshops, networking opportunities with other successful business owners, gain valuable insights, forge meaningful connections, and leave inspired to take your business to new heights. 12 speakers have already been announced with five more speakers being announced shortly. We have Steph Taylor joining us, Anita Seat joining us, Lisa Cordiff joining us, and not to mention Manny from Sound Healing Australia, who will be there for the most magical sound healing experience ever. You do not want to miss the event of the year for women in business. To secure your ticket, head to AngelaHenderson.com.au today. And I think too, I heard a saying once and I don't know who said it, so I unfortunately can't give credit, but it's about the true, it is hard for business owners to experience the full transformation of their business journey until a transaction has taken place. Yes. And that it's that transaction, that exchange of that commitment, that investment, that time, that whatever it is that you've bought, whether or not it's a course or a coaching program or a retreat, whatever, is that transformation will come. Now, you might not like all of it because you might it might feel uncomfortable at times, whatever, but I genuinely believe even in my own experience over the time, I'm uh, at the time of recording, I'm due to head to the Maldives um, at the beginning of September. And you know, it's a big investment, but the transformation that comes from that because of the transactional, you know, um, occurrence that has happened is phenomenal, you know. It, so, is, it is. You're putting, you're making yourself accountable. 
Yes, you can't hide, really. No, <laughs> you're like, no. I'm always like, I'll check in on you, etc. Now, for yeah. the listeners out there, because again, they really want to know about what what uh, what is a taste of business coaching? What does it actually look like in a session when you and I are together? So I would love for you to give me an example of something you're currently stuck with in, because we've obviously had a session a couple of weeks ago and we're about to come up for our next session. Um, and let's, let's kind of work through that for the next five minutes or so because I want to give them a, an element of what that looks like. So tell me something that you're currently struggling with and let's kind of dissect it. So it's, um, I think we'll look at the launch. I've got a few new ranges coming up, which we've been working together uh, right from the development of them. So when Ange and I are working together, I actually bring new product ideas to the meetings. Ange brings new product ideas to the meetings and then we start. So we've actually got three or four new product ranges and we've gone from the beginning and we've just had all the images, professional product photography which is just amazing done so fun just got it all uploaded on the back end of the website so now is the launch uh and i just i'm stuck as to how to get it out there all right so what what have we so this so these are the types of questions i'd start asking michelle in session so it's okay michelle so you're stuck in regards to launch mode but what do you think needs to happen in order for this product to get in front of people because I want to start looking at what Michelle's ideas are versus just jumping in and going, Michelle, you need to do this. So I'm always eager to know what the client thinks because it's important that, again, when I'm done working with Michelle or I'm done working with a client, that they have the skills to be able to dissect this themselves and work through it. So I guess my first question, Michelle, is, is what do you think needs to happen in order for the launch to, to go off with a kick? Yeah, um, well, and again, we've start, we have started moving towards that because we got the professional photos done. So I have images to put out there the next step is I've contacted a couple of and I don't like to use the word influencers <laughs> yes. that's uh, people that I've worked with in the past that have children who I suppose are like my ideal client but they they have their own Facebook groups they have a presence that mm-hmm. so I will work balancing with sending them samples which actually you got a little package in the mail this week with one or two as well. So it's a case of getting them out to different people so that you can put some testimonials up for me. And then it'll be a case of just starting to put it on. I know we had talked about sort of doing uh, similar to the 12 days of Christmas, but doing like the five days of such and such new launch with the new range. And that was where we're up to brainstorming next perfect so my other question is is then in this particular launch um are you wanting to do an organic launch meaning for those listeners out there everything we do will be through collaborations we'll be utilizing your own facebook page and your own socials or do you want to incorporate paid uh a paid component to the launch also so i guess we need to really hash that out yeah and again uh, up until now, we've only done organic and I've been very lucky that organic's worked. Um, I'm also lucky that I ride with the flow of orders. I've never been overly concerned. You know, they come in and they go and they come and they go. But we've also started to look that we know we need to head to the Facebook ads and that's where we need to start exploring. And, again, because it's not my uh, specific I have no knowledge of Facebook ads. I can say it straight up front. It's going to be 
looking to you to find someone that we can work with. Yeah, totally. So I know we talked about uh, if we look at the launch, for example, if we stick with going organic for launch and then we look at bringing the paid in, say, for October, November, December, then again, that helps probably with the budget, et cetera. So, and yes, this is another component of is as a business coach, you guys are not only just getting my expertise, but you're tapping into my network and my connections. So people I've either paid for or I've been in their programs or whatever, so that I can refer you to the people that are going to actually, it's their zone of genius. So what Michelle's talking about Facebook ads is I've uh, interviewed a couple e-commerce people, uh, e-commerce Facebook specific specialists that were looking at being able to work with Michelle in her paid approach uh, in the lead up to Christmas. Christmas is a big time for Michelle. So from my point of view, that that's the other bonus of having the business coach is that I could then handball off to you, so to speak, and give you your task for the week and say, well, I need, can you find someone for me? And by you interviewing them, you have the questions. I would, I could interview 10 different people to do my Facebook ads and I would have no idea if they told me how to run a Facebook ad or if they told me how to turn my tap on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have the background knowledge. So that's just another benefit of having a coach or your consultant is that they have the knowledge to make sure that you are outsourcing to the right people. And that they know. And so I guess I also want to say is I will interview people also looking at long-term relationships for not only with Michelle, but for a variety of my other clients. And But the thing though is, is that as Michelle starts to build her confidence around Facebook ads and starts to understand the language even though I may have interviewed at the beginning, the end goal is, is that Michelle will know everything she needs to know about Facebook ads so she can look at that Facebook ads campaign and go, actually, that's wrong. We need to turn that off. So, so that she still needs to be skilled on all of the things from SEO to messaging to her funnels, etc. because I'm not going to be there forever. And yeah. so it's really important that as a coach slash consultant, I'm constantly educating my uh, women in business that I work with to make sure that they're getting the tools and resources they need for post working with me and it's that wonderful balance it's not the complete spoon feeding but it's not the complete sink or swim it's that really fine line of guiding through with the help but giving us the knowledge and you just have that down pat well thank you yes it's something I've worked hard on but again it's about building relationships and this is something that I hone in with all of you guys about is that the importance of relationships so I can draw down on these relationships quite easily but I've worked nine years in building these relationships up and it's something that all businesses need to be doing so yes now if we go back to the launch side of things so we've gone great. So in our in the particular way, we said great research. So we decided on organic. And part of these components will be okay, great. You want to launch, let's just say we're going to launch the new Christmas range to start with. So we don't overwhelm your audience and confuse them on what's going on. Yep. Um, where you've got, as you said, you've, you've reached out to some influencers or other um, marketing uh, spots that we're going to be able to utilize, which is fantastic. So we can incorporate them in the launch. Um, you're really great with video because video with your products is a wonderful way for people to actually see what you're offering, how it works, how it applies to them, etc. So I would also be thinking that we need to roll out a particular schedule on how we're going to show these items via video to your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that we need to then, so we've got our influencers as one, we've got our video as two. Um, I'd also be looking at, I know we've been working on growing your email list, which it isn't massive, but it's still there. I think we need to make sure that we're incorporating 
incorporating your email list um, as part of this particular launch. Um, obviously, also utilizing Facebook, collect like your own Facebook page. I think you've got about 22,000 fans, just regular posts we yeah. also need to be doing in addition to the video. Um, you're also just really working hard on Instagram. So I would be saying we need to incorporate into the launch strategy your Instagram posts, your Instagram stories. Um, and also then I would be saying is whether or not we can get any guest blog posts anywhere reaching out so that you've got your influencers who may do some video for you. But I also think it's important if we look at doing some guest blog posts, not only for the launch, but that's also those backlinks will help to build for your, from your SEO, um, offsite strategy too. Perfect. And the other thing we'll probably look at, which you're always reminding me to do is the likes of afterpay groups and Facebook groups. I mean, that often asking about products because I'm product-based. It's, it's sort of um, being mindful of the outside of Facebook as well of people asking for products and just sort of skimming over every now and then seeing who's asking for Father's Day products, who's asking for Christmas products and just popping the pictures up. And I've noticed since we've had the last sort of uh, product images done, I'm definitely getting more interaction once people see those in feeds. It really makes a difference. Yes, and your photos, again, now that they've been done, you've done some professional, but this is kind of where we're going. Okay, we're going next level with this. And your images have this beautiful texture and color and vibrancy around it that, again, they're getting noticed by the other players um, in those particular groups. And I totally agree. Facebook uh, is, I guess you could say, rewarding group activity. So again, I would totally agree that in our launch strategy, we would be incorporating those groups. And what we, what I would be doing is, is um, Michelle and I, all of my clients, we have a Google Sheet. And in that Google Sheet, during each of our sessions, we write down each of the tasks that are needed in between the next session. And so on the bottom of our Google Sheet, I would open up a new tab for you, Michelle, that talks about product launch, say September 2019. And then I'll break it down into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the tasks, again, video, newsletter, etc. And we will actually break down a day-by-day schedule about what needs to be done. Every day when you do that, you'll go in there and mark it as read and done. And then I can be able to go in there and go, Hey, Michelle, what's going on here? We've got a hiccup here. Um, so yes. So, and that's how we would manage an organic launch. I mean, I know it's very, we're not going into the details, but, um, yeah, from a bird's view, eye, that's what I think we could be able to do to get this off before we start the paid advertising. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that for you listeners out there, that's an example of how we would brainstorm and work so that as soon as the call was done with Michelle, she's got that launch strategy already written in her notes section and she can just go and rock and roll with it. And then if she has any questions in between session, she will then contact me by either my Facebook or my uh, email because as a VIP coaching client, Michelle has direct access to me. They don't need to go through my team. Now, the other thing that I'd like to ask Michelle is, for those listeners out there, what has been your favorite part with working me as your business with working with me as your business consultant? And that's difficult because um, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's knowing you have my back, and over the time we've been working together, you've learnt my strengths and weaknesses, and you call me out on both. Uh, and I love that because you don't tell me what you think I want to hear tell me that every product I produce is brilliant. Uh, you're the first to say that's not going to work. And it's great because you're looking at it through clean eyes, whereas mine is just pure heart sometimes. Um, but you don't just leave it there. You don't just say, no, that's not going to work. And 
we work together to improve it. We bring the prior knowledge. You look at the product subjectively where I don't, but you just, it's that, it's that insight, but it's the insight into knowing me as well. And then you haven't given up on me, which is the other side. You put me out of my comfort zone when I needed to, um, but you don't hang me out to dry. You don't do everything for me, but me guiding me so it's all what we've been talking about with your consultancy it's that fine line that I just know you're there and mm-hmm. I know that sounds um and I think it also goes back to we hadn't been working long together when we did have a big hiccup and I lost my dad very unexpectedly and that was a time that it really could have it was only the beginning of my business and that could have I think at, without you, I could honestly say it probably would have just gone. I would have just stopped because yeah. there was so much going on. So even though that's not, now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> even though that's not a favourite time in my anything, I think it just proved the value of having someone there who was able to guide me through as a coach that was able to work out how we were going to go. We were going to go slowly. I didn't completely pull back and stop. We just kept it simmering. And then you were also able to go, yep, you need to push up a bit now. And you were just there. So it sort of took over from being the business coach. You understand about families. You understand about the whole, the whole thing. So you're able to, you were able to help me navigate whatever was thrown at me and given me the tools to see where I need to go next. And I think that's the biggest blessing was that without you at that time, Sweetheart Creative really wouldn't have ended up where it is today. Listen, well, thank you for that. And listen, I think it is important that, yes, I was there to guide you and support you. But the thing with you, Michelle, and this is, again, a, a kicker and it's something I hone in on, is your mindset. So even though you lost your dad very unexpectedly, um, you still had the mindset of like, okay, I still have to think forward thinking, right? So you still allowed yourself the time to grieve. You still allowed the time to slow down. But you knew that, you're, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, I too have had, you know, lots of death in the last 18 months. Unfortunately, they're not coming back. So you made a choice to go, okay, I can sit in bed and cry all day. Or you know what, I'll tackle the grief when it comes, but I'm still going to keep plodding along. And so Carl, the web developer, me and you, we just looked at, okay, what can we keep doing to continue to progress every single week with Sweetheart Creative, even though it's at a slower pace, um, everything we did was still moving you closer towards that success. Yeah, that's right. And the other how could I forget the favourite part was the retreat last November, which was just so much fun to be part of your inaugural retreat. And I just can't wait to get back. Yes, another retreat. I was getting emails just today. Do you mean, oh my goodness, the countdown's on end. No, I'm very excited for the retreat. We only have four tickets left, which is crazy uh, to have a sold out, a potential sold out event. It's going to be phenomenal. Now, for those listeners also sitting on the fence thinking like, listen, I either need a, you know, coaching group coaching program, or I need one-to-one support, whether or not that's with me or whoever, um, what would you, what words of encouragement would you give them? I'd say if you've hit a plateau or you're just starting out, take the time to have the discovery call with you. Um, you're a straight talker. There's no bells and whistles attached. There's no smokes and mirrors. 
you straight down the line and within your 30 minute discovery call, you will know whether it's the thing you need to do or not, but it will just, what am I trying to say? Um, a wealth of knowledge and understanding and it's all from first-hand experience you started the business with Finley and me you juggled it you juggled family you juggled full-time work so you have the knowledge from being in it not from it's not textbook mm-hmm. so for someone that's trying to juggle all of that to go with someone that has the experience but who now also as you say you're heading off to the Maldives you're constantly gaining knowledge you're constantly making sure that you're up to date with all the latest you can incorporate that with your experience so it's just the whole package Mm -hmm. so for those out there you would say kind of if you're looking like I said this isn't me if you're just looking for a coach because I do believe you need to find the right coach you know I am a very much a straight shooter I'm a no bullshit type of person I call it like I'm super nurturing and I'm very calm but I'm also very practical going you're paying me to move you forward you're not paying me to be a therapist and so but some people don't like the straight shooter and that's okay for so for whoever if you're sitting on the fence like what Michelle's saying connect with whoever your go-to coaches or whoever resonates with you or whoever you're drawn to have a discovery call with them understand what they do how they can add value to your business and then make do you mean that decision at that time and like I said you need to really make sure that you find the right person so if there are coaches or consultants out there who aren't willing to get on a 30-minute call with you I do think those are huge red alarm bells because I always said it's like test driving. You don't go into Mercedes or BMW and say, I'm going to take the $200,000 car and you don't want to test drive it. Just as much as it is important for you to test drive and understand me, it's equally important that I can understand you to make sure I'm the right fit for your business. So yeah. Yeah. And so Michelle, my last question before we wrap is, wrap up is, what do you know now, just in business collectively, not even around with coaching, but what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business? <laughs> and you'll laugh. Set your books up from day one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Michelle and I are laughing about that because in one of her very first sessions, I talked to her, as I do with all my clients, around I think it's really important about financial literacy, especially for women, to be able to make sound decisions about your finances, be able to look at your projection of growth, your cash flow, etc. And one of the things I've been planting the seed during my time with Michelle is, we, you know, you need your books. Tell me what your monthlies are. We need to do this. And then Michelle eventually took, um, she took it upon herself once the seed was starting to grow and she met with uh, Meryl from Bean Ninjas uh, to get her zero in place. And we officially can say as of about two to three weeks ago, Michelle's books are completely up to date. Um, we're on top of everything. And uh, yeah, so that is so funny that you think that wish, what you wish you knew now is when we started is yeah, get yeah. your books in place. And the other thing I have too is the power of networks and connections. Like I really, I think the retreat honed it in because you are able to spend the day with people, but they weren't just people on the computer anymore. You made connections, and it's taking the time to make those connections. And I'm not a big social person. I'm not one that'll go off to networking, and I've never been one that can spruik the elevator pitch. What do you do and whatnot? But to spend the time to make the connections will really move your business along uh, with your business growth and your personal growth to have that behind you. 
Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, Michelle, it has been awesome having you on the podcast today as our first ever case study. So I appreciate you taking the time out to come on board. And before we sign off, I do want to remind everyone that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. I think we've hit over 6,000 members. So make sure to head over to Facebook, search Australian Business Collaborative, and be sure to join us there. And for the rest of you, have a fabulous this day and I look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the Business and Life Conversations podcast. Have a great day, Michelle, and bye to all. Thanks, Ange. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. www.angelahenderson.com.au.